your weekly Selk Grassroots podcast, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Welcome to That Jake Murphy podcast, episode one, Woodford Town Return Home. In today's podcast, I speak with Lloyd Dudridge, a Woodford Town supporter, about the rise of Woodford Town and how their move to Ashton's playing fields is coming along. This podcast is in connection with Selk Podcast and the Jake Murphy Media YouTube channel. The media channel with no limits. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the first episode of Fat Jake Murphy Podcast. Episode one, Woodford Town returns home with Roy Dudridge. Of course, this is going out on the Selk Podcast Network for your audio listeners. And in a few weeks' time, for you video uh, watchers on the Jake Murphy Media YouTube channel. So I'm joined here with uh, Lloyd. So before we talk about Woodford, let's just ask how you are and how lockdown's treating you. Hello, Jake. Hello, everybody watching. Yeah, not, not too bad, thankfully. Everyone is healthy where I am. Obviously, there's been major changes, working from home a lot more. No football for the last few weeks. But yeah, can't grumble with what a lot of other people are going through. I'm, I'm very well in comparison, thankfully. So we'll start off with the history of Woodford Town because for a, an outlooker, it can be a little bit uh, confusing, especially when you Google it. So what you've got traditionally is the main Woodford Town FC, and we'll talk about how that runs into the current one um, in a moment, which was the team that played at Snakes Lane for the majority of their time. Um, from 1937 to 2003, they played against um, Italian teams in the uh, one of the... Anglo, I think it was the Anglo-Italian Cup, um, played against Leighton Orient in the FA Cup. Uh, I think they played against Tottenham once as well, didn't they? They did, uh, Tottenham Reserves, but yeah, yeah, they did. And um, So you've obviously got that team, obviously that come to a head in 2003. And then there was a team founded in 2007 as Mauritius Sports and Pennant that um, played at Walthamstow and then Haringey, Broxwell and Harlow. And then obviously it changed to Woodford in that time. But you can also find Bush Hill Rangers. So for those that are a little bit confused or don't know much about Woodford Town, just give some clarification on who the club is now and where they've actually come from. Yeah, I'll certainly try. I mean, the simple answer is that the club now is a continuation of that 1937 club. The club of Snakes Lane, the club of Jimmy Greaves, the club of the Anglo Italian Cup and the FA Cup. So the club that hopefully people will come and watch in the future once we get back after lockdown is a continuation of that club. I mean, obviously there were the, the club formally went into liquidation in 2003. Um, it already by then been sort of ground hopping and spending a lot of time playing games at, in Clapton. So Snakes Lane had finished in 1993. What we have here is Mauritius Sports was a club in the Essex Senior League. Um, that decided to go under the Woodford Town banner uh, with new management um, and a new focus. Um, uh, the club then refounded as Woodford Town 2017. But since then, there's been an agreement with the FA and obviously with the club that it will become a continuation of the former Woodford Town. So it's slightly confusing in the past, but hopefully in the future, far more simple in that this is the club of 1937, the club of uh, Woodford Town of years gone by. So 
when you actually become Woodford Town officially, it was um, at the time it was under Woodford Town 2017, I believe. And your first season there was actually a Broxbourne as your first season as uh, Woodford. And then you come to Harlow and then you had a season. Then I think it was another season, the season that never was. And then um, you played a few games there this year whilst getting your new ground at Ashton Plain Fields. Um, well, ready, really. Obviously, that's been pushed back due to certain things. But what, just like a little, a little um, element to touch on. When I first started, obviously, when I met you guys at um, Woodford when you was at the Harlow Games, or Harlow Ground, should I say, your kit was always, the blue was the home kit, the yellow was the away kit. And in recent years, that seems to have reversed. What's the kind of uh, thinking behind that? I think it was just personal preference, to be honest. I think the management enjoyed the yellow kit. It stands out. Um, it's quite unique in the league as well, to be fair. I don't think there were any really deeper thoughts apart from sort of personal preference. Um, obviously, there, there's some discussions are moving forward around whether we, we change it again when we come into the new ground with something new, maybe a Woodford Green in, in light of the area that we're going to be playing in. But I think it's just been personal preference, really, of the management, to be fair, that led to the yellow being primarily used by the club. So you go, you move to Harlow. Um, I see. That's when, obviously, I found out about who Woodford was. And I come to your first game. I think I'm pretty sure it was a game against um, Leighton. Or it was. That's right. Leighton Athletic. Yeah, spot Leighton on. Athletic. And with, I think... Probably should have done my research a little bit more, but this was some time ago. I think it was like 5-0 or 6-1 or something. It was a high score line in that game. To uh, us, I just want to make clear to the yeah, viewers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, Wood, to Woodford, unfortunately, that club no longer exists under that title. Um, and obviously, I've got a feel for it. Obviously, you was in our ground. And I think it had a good kind of camaraderie because it was like, you knew you was playing in your ground, but the Harlow fans that turned up also knew that this was a home game for you. Yeah. And we kind of almost joined together, um, especially with like a poor group of us. Like there was me, there was Tony that come to the games at that time, um, Elliot, all on the terrace having a laugh before I kind of got into the media side with Woodford, although unofficially. Yeah. Do you feel like that was um, a nice welcome and like one of the best welcomes you've had Definitely, definitely, without a doubt. I mean, our time in Harlow was superb, was enjoyable. Uh, the pitch was always ready to use because it was artificial. There was always a friendly welcome. It's a really well-run club and one that we enjoyed spending a lot of time with. And it's almost a blueprint for what we want moving forward, that sort of real community spirit and, and a site that's really well used. The only downside was it wasn't in Woodford. Apart from that, it was absolutely superb. And I think the whole club can concur that we enjoyed all our time in Harlow. Really got a lot out of it. Yeah, it great to have you. Yeah, the ethos behind, obviously, it's worth noting that by birth, you're a Tottenham supporter, but obviously you started following Woodford Town. With, obviously, the supporters that go... What I find remarkable is there's very, very rarely a moaning at a player or getting on a player's back, whether you're 5-0 up or you're 5-0 down, and you're constantly singing. Is that kind of just what you enjoy, or are you kind of using that to promote the club as to say, look, come down, it's a family-friendly club, you can have a beer on a Saturday, it's cheap football, and have a sing-song? And was it almost kind of 
inadvertently, the way you all sing for the whole game, almost kind of like a promotion for when you come home. Good question. Um, I am a Tottenham fan, a long-term season ticket holder. But my first game was actually at Woodford Town, at oh. Snakes Lane. So I actually saw a live Woodford Town game before I saw a live Tottenham game. I think probably it was more family-friendly, to be fair, at the time. So good parenting, Dad. Um, <laughs> I, I suppose the reason why we started singing all game long was, one, just enjoyment. Um, we thought it wasn't as much fun just sitting there in silence, especially in sometimes what can be quite small crowds in the Essex Senior League. And two, we always believed that getting behind the team was the best way to spur them on. And that actually getting on their back never really achieved anything um, and wasn't really about supporting the team. So, I mean, one of our songs is about being Woodford Town through thick and thin. And I think that really is the ethos. We're going to enjoy the good times when they come. But we're also going to remember when there are bad times on the pitch. And there have been a few this season, as the league table will suggest that we stay behind the side. They're our team, they're our club, and they will have our backing regardless, especially when the game is on. So there will never be a quiet spell and there will never be an overly critical spell. We get behind our team and hopefully that's something that the rest of Woodford will get involved in and enjoy as well. Because actually, I think what that has meant is whether we win or lose, we have a decent day out, we have a laugh at the football, it's a good atmosphere, it's a good laugh, it's positive... And of course, you rather win than lose, but you still get something out of it, even when you do lose. Um, so, yeah, hopefully that's an ethos that will continue and be embraced by people in Woodford. Now, we'll move off the pit, right from on the pitch to off the pitch. Obviously, there was unfortunately lockdown pursued and there was meant to be um, kind of an open day at the new site for Ashton Playing Fields. Uh, seeing the stadium, obviously you can see in my picture there, there's like the seats at the back for those that are watching on YouTube. So kind of give people um, almost like a, a lowdown of what it took to get to that stage for the stadium to be where it is and how far you've got to go until it's playable and ready for the first thing. Okay. So the truth is it took a hell of a lot. I mean, it took a lot of lucky breaks. It took a lot of being in the right place at the right time. So I called Tony Scott, the chairman, back in 2017. I was then a local councillor in Woodford, uh, a local Labour councillor on Redbridge Council, gave him a call and said, Look, I've seen this at Woodford Town Football Club. I used to watch Woodford Town. It was the first club that I watched. Um, I always had a dream, and to be fair, so did my dad, um, who's also a Woodford man, of we used to walk past the Snakes Lane grounds. You need you need to walk past the Snakes Lane grounds um, to get to the station. So it was a it was a regular part of our day. And it just there was a sort of like echoes and ghosts of those goals that never happened and those crowds that never had a team to get behind. And just that empty shell of a ground was a real sadness. I mean, it was always an aim to try and get Woodford Town back. Obviously that takes a bit of money and a bit of focus and we didn't have that at the time, but it was always a dream. So I called Tony up as a local councillor and said, look, would you like to get Woodford home? Uh, he said, yeah, I would actually. That'd be great. So we went from there. Uh, the initial plan was to go back to Snakes Lane, but for a number of different factors, mainly that we wouldn't really be able to grow the club. There's no room for growth on that side because those that know it, it's very much in a residential area. Um, we didn't go down the Snakes Lane route. Uh, we went to Ashton's. And what we had was a really supportive local council. And I don't think any football club 
can really do this unless they're very wealthy and at the sort of upper echelons of the football period, uh, pyramid rather, without a really supportive local council or local politicians to get behind it. So we had a leader of the council in Jersey that really always believed in the dream of bringing Woodford home, believed it would be good for the residents um, and backed us all the way. Um, so committee meetings in and committee meetings out, lots of progress made and then lots of progress hampered um, and a lot of good people pulling in the right direction. We now have the ground actually that today would be ready to play football. And we were ready to play football two weeks ago uh, when it was meant to be the initial fixture. It wasn't called off because we didn't want to play it or the ground wasn't ready. It was called off, obviously, because of the national restrictions. So we're ready to go. There's some work still on the clubhouse that needs to be finished off. But who knows when that will be able to be used because of COVID restrictions anyway, in a conventional way. We're ready to go and we're looking forward to it. But it's taken a hell of a lot of work. Good people pulling in the right direction, but mainly a good, strong local will and local council that's made it happen. So is the emphasis almost really gone from we want to stay in the Essex Senior League because we don't want to get relegated to we need to stay in the Essex Senior League in order to warrant the new stadium and the upkeep of it? Because as you know, the lower you go down, the less fans you'll get. And obviously, I'm assuming for the stadium to almost pay for itself, you need to be starting to climb the leagues get more fans in and it kind of pays for itself, if that makes sense. Look, we want to stay in the Essex Senior League because you never want to go down. You, you want to stay where you are. You want to progress. I, I, I don't think there's that real financial pressure on the club in, in the same way. I mean, with the best will in the world, the Essex Senior League is not the Premier League. You know, it's not like you, you're then relying on the parachute payments when you go slightly down. We notice it as aficionados of the Essex Senior League, but... A lot of other people who are coming to their first game at Woodford Town probably wouldn't know the difference between the Thurlow Nunn and the Essex Senior League, and I wouldn't expect them to. So, look, there's pressure on us as a football club to want to be the best that we can be, and obviously we want to progress, and that means staying up. But I don't think any of the other more financial pressures actually have much of a basis, really. I think we'll be fine off the pitch. We've got, we're in good financial hands we've got good backers we're a good secure club that will be what we are whether we're up or down but obviously I hope that we will be still in the Essex Senior League next season and I see no reason to think we won't be so we go to August 2020 hopefully um, Covid's sorted out by then and the restrictions are sorted out yeah. so whether that's step five or step six what kind of um, promotions and schemes are you running with the local community community to get the community to back you? Lots. I mean, we want to work with schools. Uh, we want to make sure that it really is a club from Woodford for Woodford um, that brings in the whole of the community. We want to do things like bring together a walking football element of the club. So people who may not necessarily have the fitness or, or the age on their side to play for Woodford Town can still feel part of the club. Um, I know that... Uh, Trevor from our, our managing committee has spoken to the major housing estate in the area, the Orchard Estate, and really wants to reach out to them, provide football programmes. We've already got a successful um, soccer scheme for children at the moment that we want to broaden out, but it's already running well. Um, and we really want to make the most of the site for the community because it was paid for by the community and we will always recognise that, that actually we've got a debt to pay back, not 
necessarily on the pitch with success, but off the pitch with how we interact with the community. And probably quite going on to the, um, one of the final points as we uh, draw this uh, podcast to a close, would be the uh, running track around the pitch. Obviously, when I went to watch um, one of the former coaches, uh, we United team there, there's a massive running pitch, uh, running track around the pitch. Obviously, your fans yes. are quite noisy and like to get close into the action. What kind of um, compromises have been made there? Are you allowed to build on the running track or is the running track got to stay? Kind of what, in that regard, what's happening there? I mean, very much the running track is going to stay. I mean, we bought into this as a partnership with the Athletics Club that compete at a really significantly high level at the moment and the stand helps them out as well, which is great. We knew that from the start. To be honest, I had initially had some fears about the running track. I thought it would feel a lot further away than it is. Um, having been down there again this week, the stand is in a decent place. There's also uh, a railing fence in front of it, so you can step forward and lean on that. I mean, look, there's compromises that need to be made. We're in the Essex Senior League, right? Again, we're not in the Premier League. Uh, we're dealing with public bodies that need to maximise the use of the, the stand. Would we, in an ideal world, not have a running track? Probably. Um, I think most football clubs would agree with that. But do we understand that it, it's a necessary condition? Yes, and we're going to make the most out of it. And I think once fans come down there, adapt quite quickly because it's not that far away. I'm sure fans will. Uh, I'm sure the players will still heal the fans. We will certainly try and make sure that that is the case. We haven't failed yet. Um, and I think you just adapt and you get used to it. And actually, there's a lot of people watching higher class football a lot further away in in, in upper tiers. Um, that are paying a lot more money than a fiver to come and see Woodford Town. So actually, I think I think we'll get used to it and I think we'll enjoy it um, and we'll be home. And that's the main thing, really. So lastly, obviously, thank you for coming on, Lloyd. But lastly, no if people want to come to watch one of the games, um, obviously we don't know exactly when they'll be. There's rumours that the first games in the Essex League will be back on the 5th if the restrictions get lifted on the 2nd. Yeah. But um, how can they keep in touch with Woodford Town and uh, get themselves down to a game? Great question. Uh, we think probably our game will be the second week back, so it'll probably be on Friday the 11th, because we try to have games on Friday evenings, our home games, so they don't clash with other football that people might want to watch on the telly. They're sort of Premier League or league clubs um, that otherwise they might want to watch on the weekend. So it'll probably be Friday the 11th. Follow our Twitter at Woodford Town. Get involved. It's got a sort of light-hearted bantery feel to it, um, done by a guy called Neil Day, who's a real sort of aficionado of non-league and well-known by many clubs. Um, there's a website, just type Woodford Town into Google and it will quickly come up. Um, so follow us uh, on social media, come down to the game. Um, and as I always say, follow the noise. You'll be sure to hear us as soon as we're back. So follow the noise, get involved, be part of your community club. And I'll tell you what, you will enjoy it because as I'm sure you'll agree with Jake, once you go to that first non-league game, you really get the bug, right? It's, it's hard It's hard to tell what it will be like on your first game or how much is it a step above part football? What is it really like? Will it be really quiet and dead? And you know what? You get that bug and you really get behind your team in the same way you do behind any team at whatever level, especially when they represent your community. So like I said, 
there's going to be space for all types of fans at Woodford. If you want to be a quiet fan and sit there with your with your drink and a burger, fine. If you want to be a stato and you want to come down and you want to note down every goal that we've scored, fine. If you want to be like me, a madman on a Friday night who wants to sing songs that are usually Motown-inspired, getting behind Woodford Town, you'd be more than welcome. Everybody's going to be welcome at our club um, and it's going to be a fun place to be. Well, that's fantastic. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's uh, so all we've got time for today, but make sure you do uh, head over to a Woodford Town game when you can, uh, especially on a Friday night. You're not actually going to miss your Saturday clubs. So, obviously, that's been Lloyd Dudridge, who's the guest. So, thank you for very much for coming on. No problem, Jake. And it's been that Jake Murphy podcast in conjunction with the Jake Murphy Media YouTube channel and the Self Podcast Network. So, until next time, goodbye. Having trouble tracking who can play and who can't? Download Down to Play before your next match. The first app to purely focus on player availability. Get Down to Play for free in the App Store and Google Play. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.